the deal. I'm the best there is. Well, Lottie freaking God! You can't handle the truth. I'm gonna have a RVP! Just a big, hairy American winning machine. What do you want to do with your life? Too bad almost will you? I can't wait to ship my pants. I wish you could just shut your big yapper! Good morning, good evening, good afternoon across the nation, around the world, wherever you may be. This is the Lounge Chair Podcast with your host, Captain Unicorn, and I'm joined in studio tonight with Bradley Weather. And Johnny Weather, I have no idea where he is. He's probably out in apps doing something, throwing rocks in a river. I have no idea. Anyway, he's not here, so it's irrelevant. Anyway, I'll give it to Bradley tonight, and Bradley can take over. What's you got, brother? Well done. Nice, nice opening. Way to go. The unicorn can get her done. Have you ever, have you ever been high? Yes. Many times. You, you have. Okay. Um, did you sound like this? But let's go hit Terrace Terry's and those for the bit, the head, the pit. Well, a very, very heavy, uh, heavy divertation tonight. We had a very Darrison bite. Let's go hit Terrace Terry's and those for the bit, the head, the pit. Wow. You know, maybe drinking, not so much. You slew your words. She was more like stuttering, which more like would say a symptoms of like a stroke or something. I just smoked my weed and sit in the sit in the corner of my basement and watch a movie or something like that. Or maybe play the Afro Man because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. <laughs> da, 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 da. I was gonna go to class, but then I got high <laughs> and drunk. You know. I might probably sound something like that, but I normally just drink enough so I just pass on the floor and, and call it a day. <laughs> you can't feel your hands or feel your face, and you can't see your hand. I mean, you know you're pretty wasted. Yeah, a friend of mine always uh, always taps on his teeth and says, I can't feel my teeth, I'm drunk. I know exactly what you're saying there. I, I hope she wasn't having a stroke, um, but uh, she, uh, she must have... Uh, it must have that gummy that she ate like a half hour before must have hit her right at that point. But uh, I got something for us. I don't care about climate change. I don't care whether or not we are the the polar caps are going to melt and we're going to be, you know, have water coming inland. I don't care if it's going to be too hot. What I care about is solve the problem. Forget about all that crap. If we're too cold, how do we live in the too cold? And if we're too hot, how do we live in the too hot? Quit bickering about whether there's actual climate change or not and solve the problem. And all I really want to do is ask questions so that I can understand. And then I see a video like this and I go, you know what? I'm not wrong. You've all heard the news. Climate change is destroying your future. Carbon dioxide is accumulating in the atmosphere. Global warming is killing the Great Barrier Reef. But there's more to this story. Over the last decade, total global emissions declined. Deaths from natural disasters have diminished to a few hundred a year in the United States, even as the global population quadrupled over the last century, they've declined internationally by over 90%. The Great Barrier Reef recorded the highest amount of coral in 36 years and maybe longer because that's the amount of time that we've been studying and measuring. How come nobody is saying that? 
again. How come no one is talking about this other than Bradley Weather and Captain Unicorn? Now, you have studied the environment and you've, you work at a place that uh, takes the environment into consideration. What uh, Does this guy have any validity to what he's saying? And if so, is climate change really that big of a deal? You know, let's get a few things through. It's it's not really climate change. I call it metamorphosis. And essentially, all climate on this planet is controlled by what? Our sun, right? Whatever our sun does, it controls everything else. And you know what? To, to my knowledge, the sun's pretty freaking huge. It's a pretty big, bright star. And and it's like, like a million times. It's, I don't know how big it is, but it's like a million times more than our planet. Or whatever it is. So the amount of pollution that we put out, apparently whatever we put out, is minuscule to what the sun can do. It's like you're trying to, it's like you got a six alarm fire and you're using your, and you're trying to pee on it to put it out. It ain't going to make much of a difference on it. <laughs> um, and, and that's what I feel about this climate change crap. It, it's an agenda they want to push down. And, you know, as far as I'm aware, yeah, we do monitor the climate and we monitor every, what, what we take and what we go. But newsflash, people, <laughs> it's just water vapor, essentially, is what it is. And the only reason why we have the, the towers, the cooling towers, the way they are, is so the water can get cooled to a temperature that's right around, you know, 60 degrees. Because that's what temperature, you know, what happens when you dump hot water into a, into a cold place, a temperature differential. Yeah, it kind of tends to warm it up a little bit. Um, so it, it, there's nothing. Climate change is a joke. It, it's used as a as a tool to manipulate and scare the people. And, you know, they've been saying this climate change has been happening for the past 60 years. And you know what? Mankind has had tools to measure this stuff, whatever they want to measure. You know, you think about it. Just, just think about the logistics and the math behind this. Okay? This planet's what? Three billion years old, something like that. Okay, humans have been around. Let's go with the ultra, um, very liberal time when people say two hundred thousand years or, or what they think. Okay, two thousand out of three billion is pennies. It's nothing. It's like a drop in a bucket. So you're telling me that that time frame we're able to tell, and in fact we can't go back that far. So let's shorten up past hundred years. So you're saying we could tell the whole time for the past hundred years that. We're in global warming. Hundred years is not a good sample. That's nothing. So, well, my my point to starting out before the video is Minnesota. We are the land of ten thousand tax increases. <laughs> All right, give me the right answer. We're the land of lakes. Ten thousand lakes. How do we get those lakes? The glaciers move down from the North Pole. The glaciers move down and cut into the earth. And then somehow, without SUVs and without humans, that ice melted, receded, and left us lakes. It's so amazing, it's a, and that was a long time ago. You're telling me that driving around a few SUVs and more people on this earth is going to cause a problem bigger than that? I, I doubt it. I got the information for you. The, uh, the sun is 109 times the diameter of the earth, which means that 1.3 million earths could fit inside of the sun. So now you're telling me that when the sun has a solar flare, 
Where is that heat going? It's going towards Earth. Does that mean maybe we're warming up a little bit from an occasional sun flare? To me, that's more plausible than think about meteors hitting this Earth a long time ago. Think about dinosaurs on this Earth and how they died. And think about the glaciers and cutting into the Earth. The solar flare seems a lot more plausible. But you know what? That's too easy for me to say. It's too logical. You buy off on it. I can't get any funding to prove to you that that is the way that it is. Whereas if I claim climate change, then I can get funding, right? Sometimes the most simple answer is the logical answer. Um, you know, and we all know the sun is the, the sun. If you go throughout the history books of mankind, okay, how many gods and goddesses are named over the sun? Uh, I think Bradley is a, a god of the sun. And the sun brings life. Without the sun, we would have no life on this planet. It brings energy to the uh, to the Earth planet and, and the plants physics, and yep, all that. Yep. And studying physics, if you truly believe in the physics equation of Newton's matter is either created nor destroyed, okay, it's the same amount of matter we have. Um, so in that sense, the matter that we're putting up there, it's not increasing anything. The whole global warming thing is a facade; it's a joke, and you know what? But there's a difference between global warming and being stewards of the environment. I'm a big fan of being stewards of the environment. You want to know the best environmentalists on this planet are? The fishermen and the hunters. You know why? Because they take care of the land. They go out. They hunt. What they do? They take their animal they hunt. They clean their gun casings up. And they leave it cleaner than when they relab. The Boy Scout way. You know? Uh, Teddy Roosevelt was a conservationist. You know, take care of it. You know, if, you, if if everyone just takes care of their own place, throw away your trash, pick your trash up, throw it away, just take care of yourself, we won't need this global warming stuff. Well, here's the thing, is if you're an intelligent person, or even if you're not an intelligent person, you can understand that there's more than likely climate change, right? There has to be. We had glaciers on this earth at one point. So climate does change. Figure out how to survive whether it gets really cold again or gets really warm again and melts the glaciers like it did previously but there's still one thing that's constant throughout this earth and that is this country and i think richard dreyfus i think he makes it absolutely clear of what the message was when we said send us your poor your huddled masses have a listen we fired a king for fraud. Wow. And the aristocracy. And we said, we will teach you that which you have never been allowed to learn. And that's when they started to come. And we dealt only with the poor. And we said, you learn these values and you become American there is no limit to what you will achieve. Correct. And that was a, a thing they'd been wanting to hear for 5,000 years. Right. And we have now forgotten it since the 70s. Succinctly put, don't you think? Exactly. Understanding that the reason that ba back in the time, 
The only people that owned land were the wealthy. The poor, they, they couldn't do the things that the wealthy could. They couldn't go to the schools that the wealthy could go to. And so this country started sending the message that, hey, we'll treat you like you are wealthy. We'll teach you those things that you need to know so that you can create your own wealth and create generations of wealth so that you learn something, you teach your kids, your kids learn a little bit more, they teach their kids and move it on. Again, I go back to this is the greatest experiment the world has ever seen. Yeah, it was and it still is. Um, though right now it is on life support. <laughs> it's frustrating. It's, it, is, it, is, it is frustrating because we have a, a sector of our of our politicians who want to destroy this country and they're doing a very good job of destroying it. Uh, right for us. And the people who are supposed to, like I said, oppose this stuff are, are doing it now, but I think it's a little bit too late. And it, it, it's just, I don't know. This country was great. And when uh, I think Ben Franklin, it's a quote from him. Um, I gave you a Republic. If you can keep it. If and you can keep it. I don't think we are ending up right now. I don't think we, the people are upholding the, if we can keep it kind of part, because we've been conditioned according to all the sources that we are a democracy where everyone has a vote, <laughs> which is what they're trying to push down our throats. We're not a constitutional Republic. What we are actual or truly a constitutional Republic. That's what we are. But according to them, we're a democracy and that's what they want. Well, you know, when, when I ran for office, one of the things that I learned was when the vote happens on the floor, all the work has already been done. And what I have for us now is I have a, a video of the House Judiciary Committee that this is Gates is going after the FBI and how they're dealing with uh, Hunter Biden. So this is a Judiciary Committee. Let's uh, let's have a listen and see what work they are doing there with my father i will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows and my ability to forever hold a grudge that you will regret not following my direction i am sitting here waiting for the call with my father sounds like a shakedown doesn't it director i'm not going to get into commenting on that you 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 seem deeply uncurious about it don't you Almost suspiciously uncurious. Are you protecting the Bidens? Absolutely not. The FBI well, you does won't not, the has no oh, hold interest on. in You won't answer the question about whether or not that's a shakedown. And everybody knows why you won't answer it. Because to, ev to the millions of people who will see this, they know it is. And your inability to acknowledge that is deeply revealing about you. Do you think it's deeply revealing about Christopher Ray that he, that he won't answer that? Yeah. I, I, you know, he's a hack. Um, you know... People charge the FBI as a hack, you know, from day one, when, when Donald Trump became president, his, one of his majorest mistakes that he's, he made during the whole of his presidency, he's made a few of them, but the biggest one that came back to bite him in the was the fact that he did not fire James Comey. James Comey should have been fired day one, and he should have fired everybody and put your people in there. And he did not do that, and he suffered because of that. Um, Christopher Way is a tool. Um, the whole FBI has become a 
a tool of use of usefulness for the government to spy on the people. Exactly what J. Edgar Hoover, who created the FBI, was wanted to become. Essentially, is now the Gestapo of the American government, um, secret police, and that's what they are. I mean that the the FBI. I think you're right. Is the whole video here and him not being able to make a comment about it? You like to believe that when you come into office as president, that those people are going to put their bias aside and they're going to serve us, the people, and do the right thing. But I, I understand what you're saying. If you come into office, you should be bring you should bring your people that you hire whether they agree with you or not, but you hire them. So they're invested in you doing well. You, you should be able to bring your own people in, but do we want to change over staff like that every four to eight years? And then the question becomes is, should we be doing that for the FBI? Now I do think that the director, we probably should because the director goes right to the president, but everybody below that, I don't think is, it should be, should be changed out. Cause that's a lot of, losing a lot of time and, and effort and uh, knowledge that we've had in the previous times. So, well, you know, there was something, think back to 2008 folks, think back to 2008 and Barack Obama said it on a campaign. Trail. I don't know, maybe we could pull the clip up, but he said something that he is going to fundamentally change America. And a lot of people didn't understand what that means, except for people like Mark Levin or Hannity, who talked about, or Glenn Beck, who talked about that. And now looking back, you know, this corruption has been going on for a while, but it really started to rear its ugly head under the Obama administration. You know, look at it, under the Obama administration, you, know, you put corrupt people in power, and that corruptness breeds corruptness, and that corruptness breeds corruptness. And by the time you, you get to the chance to get in, the corruptness is so deep, because it's so become part of the, uh, part of the, part of the machine, that you just, it's too massive, and the only way to defeat that corruption is to destroy and rebuild. And, and people can say, well, Obama's not corrupt. Come on. Barack Obama comes from Chicago, okay? Chicago, everyone knows, is the most corrupt city in the United States of America, hands down, you know, from day one. And I'm sorry, Chicago out there, but your politics are so corrupt on it. And, you know, and, and you know, here's a man, Barack Obama, who started his career with Dan, with with Ayers, Bill Ayers, and Bill Ayers was part of the Weather Underground. Now think about that. And you know the reason why I say Chicago out there is a very corrupt city. Just take a look at it. You know Chicago's where Al Capone from, and he ran that town. He ran that town for like twenty years. I just don't understand it. And Barack Obama changed this country, and and he is when this thing has started to change, and everything started changing. If you notice. Everything changed when he came in office and we got more divisive. We got more separated, you know, you know, back when Bush was in or when Clinton was in. Yeah, a lot of people disagreed with him. Right. But we didn't hate each other the way we hate each other. Now we were able to get along to get on. As soon as Barack Obama took over, what happened? It all changed. So well, the thing is, Trump should have fired everybody and put his own people in power. Well, I have in-laws, uh, brothers-in-laws and sisters-in-laws. Um, in Chicago, and I will tell you that they understand that they have corrupt politics. I think what they're doing is they're saying it's not as bad as Capone. So I think they're uh, okay with it. 
I take that back. They're not okay with it, but they're on their hands up of what can we do, right? But the last video I have for us tonight, it's not your typical video um, like I would get from uh, Instagram or, or something like that or Twitter or Facebook or, you know, any of those things. It's um, this one I saw uh, somewhere else and it was really interesting. Let me ask you first, what does the 4th of July mean to you? To me, it means we're celebrating our independence and our rights. What do you think? The 4th of July represents a day that the American colonists stood up to England and told England, F off, leave us alone. Give the big, huge, fat middle finger to uh, King George and tell him to go kiss off. Or, And uh, that's what 4th of July means. It's our birthday. We were born on the 4th of July, and we told England to kiss off. All right. Well, let's. Um, I'm not sure how this is going to go, so I might stop it partway through. But um, this is what someone compiled of people around the country and what the 4th of July means to them. 4th of July means to me celebration, basically fireworks, cookout, um, good time with people around you, family, friends, everything like that. To me, it means freedom. We should, um, you know, remember the meaning of liberty, what it means to be an American, the sacrifices that have been made for us, for our freedom here in this country. The 4th of July means taking a minute and recognizing where America is at, uh, what we can be doing to improve it, and recognizing the history that came before it. I think honoring the veterans that, um, and just the country, um, just how people gave their lives um, for our freedom. Like, really what it means? I just go get drunk with my friends and the fireworks. That's what it's all about. That's what America's all about. That's what we fought a war, a revolutionary war for, civil war, everything that we have. Uh, is kind of celebrated on that day that we, you know, like patriotism, loyalty, and love of country. Oh, that's Americana. That's history. That, that, that's that's where we live. We go to uh, Mount Rushmore almost every Fourth of July, which is our anniversary. So we love the Fourth. The Fourth of July is kind of the day that you celebrate, you know, um, American values, you know, things like that. There's always a big celebration on, hey, this is what it means to be American, things like that. You know, of course, that that definitely means things to different people, but I think it's more of a representation of, you know, hey, we as a country have made another year. I think it's kind of the main thing with that uh, festivities. Fourth of July is actually for me, it's about family and it's about celebrating Independence Day with parades. We are in Towson. We always go to the Towson Parade and see all the local bands and the local high schools, fire trucks. It's kind of like a traditional sort of thing where we take a pause, think about what Independence Day actually means um, and celebrate with family. You know, I was when it first started, I was really, um, really encouraged. <laughs> and then the lady said, oh, I just go up with my friends and get drunk and look at fireworks. Well, she's missing out on what the 4th of July really means. But I think they brought it home in the fact that um, it's a it's about family. It's about our freedoms. It's about our independence. It's how we got here. It's the people that sacrificed their lives so that we all could have this. I think they hit it. I think they hit the nail on the head. What do you think? I agree. You know, yeah. And they forgot to say it's the day that we stood up to England and said. And gave him the big fat middle finger. Yeah, I remember you saying that. The underdog in the history of the world, the United States, the, a small ragtag team of, of people with squirrel guns going up against the mightiest army of the whole world scene when they had a phrase for the 
Empire England that the sun never sets on England because they were so massive. And here they couldn't take care of our little people and our squirrel guns because we kicked their butt. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's actually a beautiful story. It's a beautiful underdog story. This country was that, you know, George Washington doing what he does best, um, which I think hey, we had a hand. We had a divine hand in this. I think God played a played a played a role in making this country the way it is. Um, but whatever happened, we won. We got our freedom. England tried to come back in 1812 and try to take it from us. And yeah, they they were not successful then. <laughs> and we've stood the test of time for how 200 and some years. I think 200, I don't know how. Yeah, I think the math on that, 77. Divide, carry the four, add so times three, multiply nine, 30, nine. 200, about 30 <laughs> years old for a country. We've been around, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, two, two, two. yeah. <laughs> People are listening to the unicorn do math. Two thousand twenty-three minus seventeen seventy-six equals two hundred and forty-seven. There you go. Two hundred forty-seven. So we're three years from two hundred and fifty years. Been a great two hundred and fifty years. <laughs> we lived it all, didn't we? Oh, we did, man. We just celebrated the 4th of July, so this is uh, this was near and dear to my heart uh, to hear this. Um, and you're right. You're absolutely correct. One of the finest things I've heard you say is that this really is a, tr a sweet story, isn't it? A little bit of luck, a little bit of hard work, a little bit of convincing that we were worth uh, spending the time to send your armada over here to fight your arch nemesis. Really, it, it is a wonderful story. And the and that was why I played the video before with Dreyfus to show you this wasn't about a bunch of racists wanting to bring over people to be their slaves. This was about the little man getting a chance, having the hard work, putting forth the effort, the heart in everything, and you got a chance. You're not being held down by the rich people who are going to take it from you. This that's what the American story is. And so I. I, I think putting all this together, bringing it all the way around, we should all thank our lucky stars and thank God that we were born and live in the United States of America. Stop fighting about the little things and figure it out. And with oh, that, no. I'm on, saying peace out. Captain Unicorn, what's your final uh, holistic what's story? The final view of this is you were talking about, you know, the, uh, the right to succeed and that we have a chance to succeed. And I think... One of the biggest criticisms I have now is that we have taken away the right to fail because we all had the right to succeed and you also had the right to fail. Um, you have both options and you learn from your mistakes. You learn from your past and the current administration has taken that learn from the past out and ignoring it. And I think that's also key. And yeah, America, we aren't the most perfect nation out there. We've done our fair share of, of stuff. But which country has it? Name me one country that's 100% perfect. I mean, name me any country in this world, and they're not perfect. But you know what? Our perfection or where we are strived to be is 8 million hundred times better than anywhere else on this planet. Well, you know what? End our show on a positive note. We are better than 80, than every country in the whole entire world.
Hey, this is Captain Morgan. Hey, this is Bradley Weather. Hey, this is Johnny Weather. I know you want to listen to us every second of every day. That's why, because I've got the best prescriptions for you. That is why we made it easy for you to find us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and of course, Radio Public. Because you know life just ain't right without a good government. Granted by we the people. And we're like a dog show. Best in class, baby. I got a couple of girls and it's going real sweet. The next stop is the east side motel. We used to chase that tad and lose the freight. Couple of kids in a separate It's a little air on the cross tracks. Slipping off something from a paper sack. Hang your shirt on that maple lamp Slipping through the moon to the river bank Wasn't very long, I was jumping in Jumping in I guess I'm still doing now What I was doing then Chasing you Like a shot of whiskey Burning, going down Burning, going down Chasing you Like those goodbye tail lights Headed west to anywhere out of this whole town.